We follow this with Facebook specifically, whatever algorithm of the year they'd like to use. They really gate you, especially whenever you are like a business page or a fan page. They want to soak you for every dime you got. Welcome to Brand With On Demand, your guide to rebooting radio. People's attention span is shorter and shorter and shorter of like our videos would start up being maybe three minutes. Now it's like, what can we do in 30 seconds? Brand With On Demand. Rebooting radio with a different take on all radio can be. Now your guides through the media morphosis, David Martin, and author of the book Brandwith, media branding coach, Kipper McGee. This time, Brandwith On Demand explores the evolving awareness of the importance of all day parts to a winning radio station. Few stations get this as well as Hubbard's B105 WUBE Cincinnati. Home of Afternoon Stars, Amanda and Jesse. You'll see their individual bios along with links to some of their interesting online stuff in the show notes. Brand with On Demand is proud to welcome Amanda Valentine and Jesse Tack, B105's Amanda and Jesse. Hi there. Hey, everybody. Welcome. Somebody laugh from the air chair over here. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I think it's fair to say you guys have been doing this for a minute. What things, in your opinion, make your show really stand out? I'd say that first and foremost, and we've known this since we first met, is that Amanda and I think very similar in our, what would you say, our goal or our philosophy on radio is the same, which is to do things different, be innovative, not to do the same old thing over and over. Well, and to just be fun too. I've done morning shows for a really long time. And the difference of an afternoon show compared to mornings is people are driving home from work. You want to be in a good mood. You want to like lighten the day up. So I think for us, secret to success is just having fun and not taking ourselves too seriously and just making sure that everybody is just kind of playing along. And Amanda, to chase that for a bit, since you've done both mornings and afternoons, how do you feel about doing afternoons? How is it different from doing mornings? I love doing afternoons. I mean, I love doing mornings too. And I did mornings for over a decade. But I think the, the thing for me that I really enjoy about afternoons is it does have that more lighthearted atmosphere of you don't really have to take on those really heavy news stories, which can take over an entire morning show. And I mean, it, it should, it's news, it should be talked about. But in afternoons, we'll mention it, we'll talk about it, but it's not it has such a lighter tone and it's not so heavy and also not waking up at three 30 in the morning. is great. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But I just, I just love that afternoon. I mean, outside of just the schedule, it's just definitely has a different air around it than mornings of, a, of just more lighthearted. Thinking about radio and audio in general, what ingredients do you see are necessary for any station, any show, any day part to create a truly noteworthy performance? One of the things, and this might tie into something else we talk about at some point, but I'd say is having support from management. Our program director, after putting us together, said, quote, something along the lines of, we're going to let you just play in the sandbox a little bit, uh -huh. which empowered us a lot to do what we thought was good radio. And if it at some point wasn't, they would let us know, but to trust us and to give us the tools and resources we need. And really just not, I hate to say the word micromanage, but don't micromanage. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I think it's coming from a, a talent perspective. 
what my advice would be is just authenticity and to just really know what you like and know who you are and what your strengths and your weaknesses are and to really bring that to the station of, you know, what can you bring that other people aren't bringing and to bring content that you care about. Like people can just feel it if you're doing a bit or you're talking about something that you are just half-assing or faking. And you guys also do things off the air too, including all the social media platforms, podcasting, everything else. What audience changes are you seeing in online engagement with your listeners so far this year? And how do you manage the workload of all that great content? It's a lot, but I mean, I think you manage it by just knowing it's part of the job now and you got to go where people are to grab their attention. And sometimes you can make a funny video or you can have a really great podcast. And if it grabs them there, it reminds them that you have a show on the radio to come listen to. And I think that at least as far as like the video content of what we've done, as far as like Facebook goes for our show, you just really see that people's attention span is shorter and shorter and shorter of like our videos would start out being maybe three minutes. Now it's like, what can we do in 30 seconds? If you know that you have to grab somebody right away, you need something that when you're endlessly scrolling, like everybody does, it catches their attention. And then once you get that, and give them something that sparks an emotion in them or a reason to go back to your radio show. I know for me, I do a podcast on the side about health and fitness because I've lost over 100 pounds and that just creates such a great connection to listeners that when you're doing an afternoon show and you only have two minutes at a time to talk, you create a relationship with the listener in a different way that makes them have a stronger emotion when they listen to you on the radio. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you use dogs on Instagram too. That helps, right? <laughs> right, exactly. Cute <laughs> pictures always help. Are you guys seeing any changes in audience engagement patterns? More IG, less Facebook, greater podcast response, you know, that kind of thing. What's different today than say a year ago we follow this with facebook specifically like whatever algorithm of the year they'd like to use you know you kind of have to follow their lead i will say that facebook is not showing us would you say would you agree with this man it's not showing us the numbers it once did no i mean because they really gate you especially whenever you are like a business page or a fan page they want to soak you every for every dime you got Mm -hmm. like an example that we had was in 2017 we did a road trip across the country from cincinnati to denver to make it to sunset over the rocky mountains on the longest day of the year we did Mm -hmm. all on facebook live and did our show in the car And we got an insane amount of engagement. Lots of people tuned in for that on Facebook. And then we did it again last year. And those numbers were cut in half. And it's not because the content wasn't good. It was because Facebook's like, oh, you want people to see this. You got to pay for it. And so, and they feel like that, I mean, Instagram is Facebook and they have their own algorithms. It's just trying to find those little loopholes and and ways around that. And really, I don't even know how you can get a good grasp on it because we could post one story that we're like, oh my God, this is going to be a wildfire it gets two likes and you post something you think is stupid and it gets like 200 shares and you're like, what? Right. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, it's, it's hard to even gauge. I feel like it's almost a day by day thing of just, you just got to do your best and do whatever you think will work. And if it hits great, if it doesn't, you can't let it bother you because it's really not under our control. And one thing I would add to that as well, and I think this has always been a man and I's rule anyway, is that whatever you do, just post stuff, just make it all good. You know, don't half-ass anything. If we're going to spend time putting a video up and editing it, sure, in the end, it may get 2,000 views, which for us, we think is low, but at least it still, in our mind, looks good. It is a good video. But then when you do put one up, 
it may get 100,000 views. You're like, hey, glad we put all the work into it because now all these people saw this great video. Yeah, I think that if you live or die by your likes or your engagement on social media, you're not going to get very far because it's so easy to get discouraged. So I think as long as you just follow your instincts and do what you think is best Mm -hmm. and let it play out how it's going to play out, then I think you're going to be all right. Well, you show up. That's the most important thing. Shifting gears just a little bit, in your experience, what makes a good PD for you guys? Any stories of a previous PD who maybe didn't quite get it that you'd like to share? Of course, without naming names, unless you really want to. Well, my answer to that, actually, you know, I'll tie it back into what we had said before, is a good PD is one that stands back, observes, does not micromanage. And I have not been a PD, and I know that that would be possibly hard for me as a program director to not want to do that. But I will say... Amanda and I, if we screw up or if we go too long, like we know it, like we punish ourselves mentally already as it is. And I think our program director knows that. So it's got to be something pretty, pretty severe. But I'd say that is a big key. Let your talent shine. They're there for a reason. I I agree with that. I also say I really appreciate a PD that is a risk taker or allow you to take risks of just like, try it. Well, let's just see what happens and be cool if it fails, just to like allow you to try something different because you feel like it might work and to trust you as a talent. I think that's awesome. I also feel like just a PD that gives a damn because I've had a lot that you're just kind of like, well, they're just kind of coming in and looking like they're busy and bouncing. It doesn't create a great (laughs) environment whenever the person that is in charge of the ship doesn't really seem to care as much as you do, you know, and I'm not just saying this because he's my PD now and sucking up, but Grover is just awesome. You know, he loves his job. He loves this radio station. He loves his staff and you can just feel that and it makes you want to do a better job. So again, it all comes down to when just any management is encouraging and they care about you, you care more and you want to do better at your job. Not like, when the hell can I get out of here? I'm going to hit all access and apply for something else for somebody else that would care about me more than than this place. And, you know, and I've been in those environments too. So I think that just somebody that loves the job and it shows is important. We are with the amazing Amanda and Jesse from B105 in Cincinnati. We'd like to thank Steve Reynolds, a previous guest, for recommending these superstars to us. Somebody you'd like to hear from, we'd love to hear from you. Email your suggestions to show at brandwithondemand.com. And if you haven't already, please hit the follow button wherever you get your podcasts. You can also leave a review. And above all, please spread the word. Tell your friends, Brand With On Demand helping you create great radio 15 minutes at a time. Coming up, Amanda and Jesse share things they know now that they really wish they'd known way back when. What is it that makes Music Master the favorite choice of radio programmers all around the world? Ask CKRM's Colin Lovequist. Music Master has just eased the workload and the stress, giving me more time to spend with the community. The real question is, why will you choose Music Master? Find out at musicmaster.com. So you're a classic hit station, but you don't want to sound old. Or you're an AC that wants some spark on the weekends. Well, have you heard Throwback Nation Radio? I'm Tony the Reno. Click the banner right here on brandwithondemand.com. And find that fresh twist to the 80s you've been looking for. The stuff we know now, we wish we'd known then. Brand with On Demand. The stars of Cincinnati Radio. Indeed. Yeah, Amanda and Jesse are with us. Guys, what do you know now 
that you really wish you'd known way back when? Dave, when I first started in radio, the thing that was told to me over and over again was, it's not what you know, it's who you know. And I can tell you as a 16-year-old, that's extremely frustrating because I didn't know anybody in radio. And I'm like, how am I ever going to get anywhere without knowing somebody? Um, What I would tell myself if I could go back then is that simply takes time. You're going to meet people as a part-timer, as a full-timer. You'll move to a different city. You'll meet more people who know other people. It just happens, but you just have to be patient. Yeah, if I may add as a corollary, it's not who you know, but it is who knows what you know. And the bottom line is radio, like life, is a contact sport. Make contacts. The more contacts, the better you do. Yes. I'd say for me, don't drop out of that video editing class. Mm-hmm. In, in the world we live in now, in the social media world, which was not existent at all whenever I first started in radio, of knowing things of like, you're going to know how to edit video, which I don't, I'm not good at at all. And I, and I wish I was. Or graphic design. And I wish I was good at that. And I know that in radio, I've always known you have to wear several hats. And I've been all over the map. I've been a production director. I helped out in the traffic department. I've been on air. I've done promotion stuff. And I've been a news director that I was really bad at that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Of like doing all these things. But at the time, I would have been like, well, not only do you have to wear those hats in the radio station, but just knowing where technology is going of so much of our job now, like we were talking about, is like video editing or creating images. And, you know, for me now, I wish I didn't have to go to our digital apartment or go to our videographer that we have here and ask for help with things of like, those are things that are, are really, really important skills in today's world in radio, because radio is more than just radio. It's online. It's your digital presence. It's your YouTube channel and your Twitter and your Instagram and your photos looking good and your stories and like how you're grabbing people. And I'd say that's really important. And I wish I had a little bit more of that skill set. Yep. Great point. The stars of Cincinnati Radio and more. It's Amanda and Jesse. We thank them so much for being with us. You'll find all kinds of interesting stuff in the show notes about them. It's all available at brandwithondemand.com. Our thanks to the pride of Wisconsin Radio, Cindy Huber, executive producer. And coming up, two of the brightest kids in class, the co-host of the popular Media Unplugged podcast, research and podcast guru Mark Ramsey and his faithful companion, branding wizard and author Tom Asak. Next time. That's a wrap, Kipper. Show folks how much you care. Or you have to show them, not just tell them. We'll talk about that in the One Minute Martinizing. It's in the show notes at brandwithondemand.com. I'm Dave Martin. And I'm Kipper McGee. May all your brand with be wide. And in the or redistribution of brand with on demand without the express written consent of the producers is greatly appreciated brandwood on demand not your average quarter hour dave martin and kipper mcgee brandwood on demand